You're tuned in to the MBIT Podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down. Educating you on your financial journey. Welcome everyone to the MBIT Podcast. I'm your host, Seamus Madan, and today we have a special guest, Brian Burke, founder of SellYourMac.com. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the pod. How are you today, Brian? Hey, thanks for having me on, Seamus. Very excited to talk to you and all your listeners, and I'm incredibly proud of all the work you've done building your podcast and your financial background, so kudos to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on the pod. Um, So first off, quick disclaimer, the podcast is not financial advice and it's for informational purposes only. Investing is risky, so only risk what you're willing to lose. Um, That's a great disclaimer because I'm going to tell everyone to buy a lot of Apple stock. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, So so Brian, would you mind introducing yourself uh, to the audience and your role at Sell Your Mac? Sure. I'm Brian Burke, the chief Mac man at Sell Your Mac. And I help do a lot of the marketing and finance and really leading the strategy there. So as the, as the chief Mac man, you know, I'm doing a lot of big business deals, kind of buying and selling in bulk and uh, really helping the team whenever I can. You know, we have a growing team now of 21 people and, you know, made a new hire last week. So we're kind of constantly growing organically and really excited to help more people buy and sell their Apple devices. That's great. What, what year did you guys start? So I started out of college in 06 as more of an eBay business, and then we uh, pivoted in 2009 to rebrand as Sell Your Mac, and uh, that yeah, so the website launched around October 2009, so it's been uh, about, about 11 years now. Wow, long time. So uh, what inspired yeah. you to create this into a company, or what inspired you to start doing Mac resales? I've been an entrepreneur since I've been really young, so I've always been always been inspired to, you know, learn how to make money to support myself and, you know, my, my family now. And I've had a knack at sales. So I, you know, really love working with people. So that kind of lends itself very well to starting a business. And I didn't get the job I was looking for at a college. I actually wanted to be a trader on wall street. So after that fell through, I just started the eBay company and it uh, grew so quickly. You know, my, I made a couple of deals in the first couple of weeks that, you know, netted me a few thousand dollars and that kind of showed me that it could be a real business. So then I, you know, started working even harder on it. And I was working 16 hour days for years to get this thing off the ground and, you know, set it up for success like it is that today. And I, you know, I really encourage a lot of young entrepreneurs to work extremely hard because entrepreneurship is not easy and don't, people should not think they should start their own business if they are, you know, work on it for only a couple hours a day because that's not reality. Yeah. It's awesome how you, T- took a loss and turned it into a successful business. Very few people can do that. Many people have ideas, but it's extremely hard to execute on them and just grind through, grind through it and create a business. Um, so kudos to you. you, know, on you know, one that. thing you need for that is passion. If you're not passionate yeah. about what you're doing, Definitely. you're not going to be able to grind because your internal battery is going to go down so quickly. But if you are truly passionate about the work you're doing, it allows you to work those longer hours and you know continue to thrive on you know little sleep <laughs> yeah so like my number one thing is if people if anyone's just thinking about creating a business just because they can and it's cool and they want to flip it and make some money in like three or four years in my opinion that's not really a good strategy at all i think you really have to find what you want to do and just work at it all day every day and be willing to put in all the effort uh to make it succeed and stay at it long term 
I, I really agree with what you said there. I mean, having that long-term mindset, you know, it's great if someone wants to buy your business in year three or four, but having expectations you're gonna be able to sell a business, uh, it's very unlikely. I mean, most, most businesses fail in year one, let alone, you know, year four or five. And most, business on, most businesses honestly aren't saleable. It can take years to make your business even potentially saleable, you know, by setting it up to run without you and to be able to scale and, you know, have the profits that other investors might be looking for. Exactly. Um, so what, what differentiates uh, your company from maybe other resellers? We are number one most trusted in the world by according all our ratings. And we focus so hard on customer service. You know, we want to help everyone out, no matter if it's been, you know, a day, a month, year after we've uh, worked with you, you know, we're going to take your call, answer your email and make it right. And that really puts us head, head and shoulders above the competition. You know, we don't let negative feedbacks, you know, sit on our account. We're hundred percent positive. If someone has a negative review, we are going to make it right at, to the point that they're going to revise it. You know, we want everyone to be happy. That's why we have a smile on our Sawyer Mac uh, logo. And that, that's really how we leave the customer feeling. They're going to be, you know, happy at the end of their experience and not everyone goes that extra mile to make it happen. So we do. That's awesome. Yeah, the one of the things you start recognize when you're building a business is you have to make sure that you put your customer at the forefront of everything. Because if you're not doing that, then it's probably not going to do well. Man, you got it right. Why don't more people do it that way? <laughs> I know, right? It's just simple. Simple. Just uh, and sometimes it's customers. easy, right? When you start, but when you scale, it's way harder. You know, we have yeah. three people working on customer service. And it used to be, you know, back in the day, it was just me and I realized I couldn't scale the business enough if I was the one answering every single email and complaint yeah. or, or praise. So I had to right. put people in place to help out with that. Exactly. So if you were to name the number one hurdle while building your brand and your business, what do you think it would be? I would say it's resources, uh, both with human capital and uh, actual money capital. You know, I bootstrapped the business from the start, so it, it's been very trying on you know certain years. You know, trying to figure out how to you know navigate um, with very little funds. And you know, back when I started in '09, the banks wouldn't even lend me any money. They said I didn't have any track record, and I didn't have any W twos to prove my revenue or my profits. So it's very difficult. Um, so I, you know, I think having the right people on your team to scale is so crucial. And I was able to build it uh, with a few, a few friends that I hired early on that are all, all my VPs now. And we've been able to hire on other, you know, in, inspired, passionate people to work on Apple products to help, you know, um, process and fix them and stuff like that. And, you know, fortunately able to save a little bit of money as we go to funnel back into the business to continue making it grow. Um, but we've also had some crazy hardships. We've had some frauds that have, you know, took a huge hit on our on our bottom line and, our, and the, the cash we had at our disposal. And you can't do everything you want when you're a small business and you don't have the funds to scale your technology and your uh, resources and systems. So kind of have to grow a little bit more slowly. Um, but there's there's some good things to that too. You know, there's no extra pressure from outside investors to hit certain numbers. You know, we're not trying to hit a certain monthly you know, or quarterly quota to meet our bonuses and stuff like that. So yeah, human capital and, uh, and money are the two biggest resources that we could use more of. What would you say to uh, someone who's just starting out their own business who might be having like similar, similar struggles to, to what you have when you started yours? 
I definitely say find good mentors. That's something that's helped me out a lot along the way. And these people can help you kind of see around the corner and maybe help you avoid a mistake that would cost you a lot of money. Uh, so definitely don't be afraid to ask for help. People out there really want to help. You know, I love giving advice to you know young entrepreneurs. It makes me very proud that I can you know, give back in that way. And I think a lot of people have that mindset. Um, and I also think, uh, you know, trying to save the money and not spend it you know there's definitely a lot of mistakes we made along the way and if you could take that take those back and use those resources you know towards growing the business it'd be very helpful yeah exactly um and uh how 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 has the pandemic impacted your business at the beginning of the pandemic it was absolutely crazy because we lost virtually all of our corporate business you know, we are buying, uh, we buy about half our maximum consumers and about half from businesses. And most of the businesses were just closed. So they might have had max, they could have sold us the day before, but they couldn't even go to the office to ship them to us. So we're a little bit of a holding pattern on that. Um, and then also everyone needed a computer. You know, everyone's working from home, remote school. Uh, so there was a, a crazy demand and a big supply constraint. So the prices were just extremely imbalanced. Um, and we couldn't have enough product to meet demand. If you had a slap pile of max, you made a killing. But our business, you know, we turn them over about twice a month, so we don't have a ton of supply on hand at any time. And it's definitely come back to more of a supply demand balance now. Um, but there's still a really crazy need for computers out there, and you know, people are paying prices, you know, even higher than pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, what kind so- of computer are you on? I'm currently on my MacBook Pro. Actually, I got this one from Apple. It's like an i7, uh, 13-inch one from 2020. Uh, nice. I currently, I current, I didn't buy this because that'd be very expensive. Um, I had a 2018 one. It had all the keyboard issues, <laughs> as uh, that are very common, um, and had the USB-C ports that were loose. So eventually, after months of battling with them, I they just said, "Here, take this one." So <laughs> I was lucky on that sense. You are a good entrepreneur. You convinced them to give you a free Mac. I love it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they no. did right, and that's and I look up yeah. to Apple as a you know beacon of customer service as well. You know, sometimes computers go bad, but they usually make it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, they provide a, most of their services. They end up costing money, so they'll they'll have some good customer. Uh, service over there. But if you take a look at something like Google, um, they have, most of their services are free and they don't have any customer service over there. Um, I know that- You can't call Google. I know, you can't call them, you can't email them. Uh, There was like some support at google.com, I emailed them and said, you can't reach that email. (laughs) You can't even get in contact (laughs) with them. (laughs) So- There should be a way to pay for support, right? (laughs) I know, right? So I, because all their services are free, they're not gonna offer any customer service. Cause um, I know I had my YouTube account that like it got hit with like a thousand bot subscribers or something. Um, so I was trying to contact uh, YouTube to get rid of them. You're like, how do I delete um, these bots? <laughs> exactly. Um, they eventually got rid of it through the algorithm uh, after a few days. But it was I even went through the hurdle of contacting a salesperson to try to get me to someone. But no, it's yeah. impossible to get to anybody. 
we've had some issues with uh, Google reviews that we've received, you know, fake one star reviews and we search our database. They're not a customer. And, you know, you can flag it a few times and hopefully that gets Google algorithm to drop it. But there's no one yeah. to contact, which is exactly. you know, really frustrating from a you know, business standpoint. And, but at that point, like, what are you going to do if you can't contact, you can't do anything about it? You're just going to keep using Google as as it is. I, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to turn off my Google reviews for right. it. So. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you for joining us on the MBIT podcast. And thank you, for Brian, for taking some time to be on the pod. It was a pleasure. And I hope to have you back in the future. Anyway, the pleasure's all mine. And I'd love to give your listeners a bonus uh, when they trade in their Macs. If they use my personal promo code, MACMAN, M-A-C-M-A-N, they'll get a $20 bonus in trading in their items. And if they go to our sister site, which is renewedmacs.com, and they want to buy an affordable Mac, they can use my promo code MacMan there and they'll receive a discount. Awesome. Codes MacMan and Renewed Love the Mac will be in the description Woo! below if you're interested, and along with the link to their website. So follow the pod so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop a five star review down below, and I will see you in the next episode. Disclaimer The MBIT podcast is reflecting the opinion of only the host. The podcast is for informational purposes only. The podcast is also not a research report. It is not a recommendation to purchase or sell any stocks, holdings, or securities. The podcast is also not meant to serve as the basis of any investment decision.